Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, And I'm going solo dolo today, kind of. You know, we had a guest. We got a guest coming on. He's a, he's a very hotly anticipated guest, I would say, um, you know, given where he comes from. Um, he's making the trip up, obviously, from the land of the of the penguins. So he had to cross he had to cross the equator, and uh, it, it's it's been quite the travel for him. So we're gonna get into that, and I'm gonna spend the majority of the episode on that type of content today. We're gonna touch on college basketball, NCAA. Obviously, uh, we're gonna talk about the NBA. We're gonna talk some props. It's gonna be a good time. But what I am gonna do first, as always, is I am going to start us off with our NBA best bets for Wednesday slate. We got a huge we got a huge slate here today. And the picks that I'm going with are the Denver Nuggets minus five and a half against the Washington Wizards, the Utah Jazz minus six versus the Bulls, and the Milwaukee Bucks over their 31 and a half point team first quarter team total. Uh, we've actually been crushing on these picks like you guys know. Um, so far in the season, we are up, I'm waiting for it to load. We are up 6.8 units. We're 14 and seven on these picks. So we're going to get these out to you first. And I'm, I'm going to give you the analysis quick. We're not, we're just not going to mess around with this today. So we're looking at the nuggets minus five and a half against the wizards. The nuggets are the 11th best team in adjusted net rating while the wizards are just 23rd. Uh, the Wizards, you know, they've played a little bit better with Porzingis, but this is still just a bad matchup for them. Porzingis, you know, he kind of gets cooked by Jokic uh, over the last three games because Porzingis' health, um, those are really the only relevant games over the past couple of years. He's averaged 27 points, 11.7 rebounds, and seven assists against Porzingis. So Jokic kind of has his way here. And over the last two weeks, the Wizards are just two and five, while the Nuggets are five and three, and they are surging, you know, over that big win against the Philadelphia 76ers. So this game, I really just think it comes down to the Nuggets just being flat out better. I think this line is short. I'm really, I'm just not going to overthink this, and I'm going to take the good number at minus five and a half. The next game we're looking at is the Utah Jazz minus six versus the Chicago Bulls. The Jazz are finally pretty healthy right now, uh, and I think that they're underrated, to be honest with you. They have the league's third-best adjusted net rating, and that goes along with the best adjusted offensive rating. Uh, The Bulls, you know, they're fourth place in the East, but – we, we've seen some problems with the Chicago team. Uh, you know, they're getting, they got Alex Caruso back now, which is obviously helpful, but their, their adjusted net is just 15th um, in the league. And a lot of that's because like their offense is good. Their offense is in the top 10, but they're just 21st ranked in defense. So that's very problematic, especially when you're playing a team like Utah, who is well-rounded, like their defense isn't as good as it's been in prior years, but they have the league's best offense and they have the league's best effective field goal percentage as well. So that's, that's a problem for Chicago in this matchup. They really struggle to defend the three point line. So they do a good job of limiting these attempts um, and a lot of that is because their interiors, their, their interior defense isn't as good. It's easier to drive on them, but they really struggle to defend the three point line. So even though they stop these attempts, they're not stopping the ball from actually going in the hoop. So, uh, they allow the fifth worst 
three-point percentage in the league. And that's a spot that Utah loves. They take the highest frequency of their shots from three-point three range out of any team in the league. So I think this is going to be a battle of the three-point line. Obviously, there can be some variance here. But the Jazz at minus six, I think that we're undervaluing the Jazz and overvaluing the Bulls just based on you know the public perception of both of these teams. So I'm going to be taking the Jazz minus six in this spot. And then finally, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be playing the Sacramento Kings. What I like about this game is that both of these teams are top in the league in pace. The Bucks are in sixth and the Kings are in seventh in terms of their pace. The Bucks have the fourth best adjusted offensive rating in the league, while the Kings are 28th in adjusted defensive rating. Do you see where I'm going with this? Basically, the Bucs are going to steamroll them. And like I, we did this yesterday with the Nets. Uh, we took the Nets first quarter team total because the spread is almost double digits, very similar situation as the game against the Magic for them. But basically, the rotation should be pretty should be pretty standard. They should be what you would expect them to be from Milwaukee. They're going to start the game off strong. They're going to try to get off to the right foot. And I don't think that we're going to have any surprises. So there's no like real blowout issue in the first quarter. Uh, and this we've seen this now. So the Bucks are averaging 32.5 points in the first quarter over their last 15 games. And they've gone over this 31 and a half point total in nine of 15 of those. So I think that this game, this, this line is just a little bit too low considering the pace these teams play at. And then just like the literal ocean of difference between the Bucks offensive rating and the Kings defensive rating. So we're going to be taking the Bucks over 31 and a half first quarter team total. That's at minus 105 right now on points bet. So you might be able to get a better line. You might be able to get a 30 and a half somewhere, uh, maybe with a little bit of juice. I don't hate that either. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it comes down to what your preference is in terms of whether the juice is worth the squeeze. Obviously, a lot of us will tell you in terms of the math, it's probably not worth it. You're probably better off in this instance at the minus 105. But uh, I obviously understand wanting to have a little bit of a safer number. So just to recap, we got the Nuggets minus five and a half, the Jazz minus six, and the Milwaukee Bucks over 31 and a half first quarter team total. And with that, we're going to bring in our guest. Dan, I'll take him out of here. Book him. Guys, we've got our guest on here. This is the one, the only Capper Penguin at how many underscores? Lord Penguin on Twitter. Uh, it's nice to have you up here from, uh, you know, from Antarctica. Pleasure to have you. <laughs> Dude, the trip was uh, trip was wild, but it's good to be here, man. Yeah, I know you've been pretty worldly, dude. Like you've been going around, you know, you made your way over to what Disneyland or Disney World. So uh... <laughs> Disney World, yeah. Traveled the world, man. Went all yeah. around Epcot. Oh, that's awesome. A, a nice that's awesome. Here at, at each one, and it was a good time. <laughs> so uh man, where can we find you on Twitter? Because I know that's really your main, you know, that's your main spot. Uh and I'm just not sure how many underscores there were there. So yeah, two underscores. Lord Penguin, everything right. spelled how it's supposed to be, but yeah, two two underscores. I just made a TikTok. Oh, I haven't posted anything yet. Happy um, feet. The what? Yeah, happy That's feet. Awesome. Oh, we're we're easily getting some happy feet in there. <laughs> Definitely excited about it. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I know I've been, you know, we, you know, we kind of have some mutual friends, but uh, you know, in the Twitter gambling sphere, but um. I, I kind of want to touch on it. Like, you know, we, you're always popping out picks for whether it's hockey, basketball, you know, between NBA, NCAA, what's your, you know, what's your favorite thing to, 
to bet? Like, do you have a particular sport you really like to handicap? Yeah. Um, well, definitely basketball. Um, yeah. I definitely lean towards NBA player props. I definitely feel like I have an edge there. Um, I really enjoy college basketball too. Um, looking at all the stats, I played basketball in college, so oh, I so kinda, get it. I kind of enjoy thinking about the sports psychology behind it all, mm-hmm. um, which is a dynamic not a lot of people have. Yeah, and just because I could kind of understand how players are thinking and um, how motivated they are, how unmotivated they are, and um, yeah, definitely lean basketball. Yeah, I mean, this is super exciting time. It's it's kind of weird to see the NBA take the backseat to like anything, especially like lately. Um, I feel like the rise in popularity has been like so significant. But um, I I've, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about um, the college basketball tournament. But the first thing I want, I know you're working on your own tournament right now. So uh, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. I think it got it got a lot of traction on Twitter. Um what 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 is this tournament that you're talking about about uh the, like a capper tournament yeah so you know gambling twitter we're all about us against the books we're all a team let's just crush the books and you never really see these cappers you know go head to head yeah um, and i think it'd be very interesting to see who um you know makes it out on top but i'm basically organizing this tournament where i'm trying to get um, some of the big cappers on gambling Twitter and just have them go head to head, head to head, like a March Madness tournament. Um, so basically you would draw somebody each round. Um, what, what are we going to do? We're going to do like five picks a day. So you and the guy you're going against are going to have five picks. Yeah. Um, I mean, and can they be like any sport or any, like really anything as long as it's a lawful line? Yeah, anything. And uh, we're basically going to give you a, a $50 bankroll, like an imaginary bankroll. Yeah. And you're going to have five picks. You have to place three picks um, up to five and then use any amount of your bankroll from uh, picks that range from odds minus 150 to plus 175. That's sick. And, yeah. And you're just going to use your bankroll, try to make as much money as possible. And the person who makes the most money moves on to the next round. That's and, so yeah. you gotta get lucky. Like you could go like one and four, but the other guy went zero and five, and like you could advance. But then somebody else could go five and zero, and you go four and one, and yeah. like just just the way the bracket worked. Mm-hmm. No, one hundred percent. And of course, at the end of the day, it's gambling, so it's hard to see. It'll be like it'll be more of a fun thing. Let's just say that you're not yeah. gonna see like the best of the best always win. No. Um, I- I mean, I'm sure some people are going to get butt hurt, like, you know, but that's, oh, yeah. that's just the way it is. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're hoping everybody goes five and oh, and just, you know, some, you just had better odds. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, 100%. But yeah, like I said before, I think it'd be just really cool to see some of the big boys go head to head. Yeah. And I think it'd just be fun in general. Yeah. So when do you want to start that? Like kind of soonish, I guess, maybe like within a week or so, or like, you know, sometime during March Madness, I guess. Yeah, well, I was hoping to do it in a couple days. Okay. But um, after second thought, it just seems too rushed, one. And two, I didn't want to get lost in the mix of March Madness. Um, Because it's already getting me nuts, man. We're going to be throwing out picks and watching all these games and to track a whole Capra tournament would be kind of tough. 
So no, def- definitely. Like I mean, that's a lot. Do. It's not like nobody's. It's not like anybody's paying you. So I mean, it's just like a cool yeah, thing yeah. that you're trying to do. So I, I think yeah. it's going to be awesome, though. I like. I definitely want to participate. You know, it sounds. It sounds yeah, sick. No, absolutely. You always um, got a spot, man. I'm definitely excited about it. Thanks, dude. Uh, so that'll be fun, and you know, we'll pump that out uh, once we, you know, once we get the details, once we start getting people in on that. Um, but now let's talk about the actual tournament. I don't know if you have any favorites going in. Uh, I know like the betting favorites, obviously Gonzaga, um, like, and they're actually like a pretty significant favorite, which is, you know, something considering they're not, you know, I don't know. Like, they're just not like one of the, they're not like a major conference, I guess, really. Like, I I don't know. Like they're not, they're not like Kentucky, Kansas, whatever. So um, do you think like just looking at it uh, and looking at the way the brackets kind of, broke for everybody do you think that one of these teams like has like a really good road that you're kind of looking at um to the finals or do you just kind of feel like there's really not like consensus like a really really strong field this year yeah so well first of all Gonzaga burned me last year I actually (laughs) uh was in a pretty big March Madness pool which I think you were a part oh I think we yeah I think we were in that same one so I had Gonzaga beating Baylor and exactly kind of what you said, uh, Baylor, just this bigger school in general, just bodied them in the championship. Yeah. And Gonzaga couldn't handle it. So I'm definitely scared of that happening again to Gonzaga. Um, but after looking at the bracket, I definitely lean towards two seeds over the one seeds. Yeah, because I think I was a two seed, right? Uh, are they? I thought maybe not. I might be wrong, but I think I think or Kentucky is somebody is like it's, it's one of those like top teams in terms of the odds is um, is a two yeah. seed. Yeah, yeah. So Kentucky's a two seed. Villanova's a two seed. Who I really like. Yeah, same. Um, who else? Duke's a two seed. Um, Auburn's a two seed, and I think those are the two seeds. Yeah. And then out of the one seeds, I think Kansas I like the most. Which is reasonable. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they've been more consistent, um, at least recently. I could be wrong, but Arizona, they've supposed to blow out some teams. They cut it pretty close. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like it's fucked up that you got these teams that, like, win their conference and then they're in the playing game? Because I always feel like it's like – you may, you want like I get the whole idea of the fact that like you can then say you won a tournament game, but like you're not like it's not the yeah, tournament. You're not you're not in the tournament. Like nobody cares. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. cares. I, I'm I'm personally not making my brackets. All these playing games are done. Yeah, you know I think they I mean? like they they can matter, especially like you know Rutgers Notre Dame is like significant. You know, on who whether like like who plays there. I, like I don't know how to what extent it matters. Like. Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but like, I think it's right. fucked up that they're not in the bracket. Like, just give them. No, six- I 100% agree, man. And first of all, I forgot to shout out RU, man. I'm definitely leaning them too. <laughs> I would love to see them make. They're like work. good though. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think. Oh, well, at least tomorrow, I definitely lean. I think it's a toss up. Yeah. Um, in terms of the odds, but I definitely lean Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers I think Rutgers. Are a bunch of dogs, man. Looks like they're like minus two. I can't bet on it anyway because I'm in New Jersey, which is kind of beat. But um, yeah, it sucks. You know, it's got to drive you know forty minutes to the border and <laughs> throw in a bet. 
I might have to, honestly. Let's go visit Staten Island. That's real close. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but no, I, it, it's it's just such a weird dynamic. And you're right. Like with these guys filling, with some of these teams filling in, you know, 11 seeds and 12 seeds, those games matter. Like those, those upsets happen. Um, 16 seeds, not so much. But um, I, what the one thing that I think is interesting, though, and you, you know, you might have your own opinion on this. I feel like because they're doing this with like the play-ins on the 16 seeds, the 16 seeds are not really 16 seeds like they used to be. The 16 seeds used to be like bad. You were just like, you are like bottom barrel division one. And like, they still kind of are, mm-hmm. but I would think that like the chance that maybe they could upset a one seed, like is maybe like a little better. Cause like, it's not like, some of them might be might have been like 15 seeds before they started doing this first four or like first eight, whatever tournament it is, you know. So just uh, it's like a little weird, but um, you never know. So and I know that uh, I don't know if you did it or, you know, where you're at, but DraftKings has a promo for a fifty dollar opt in right now. You get Gonzaga Moneyline at uh, minus 100. So just yeah, no. like if you're listening to this and you didn't bet it yet, like that's a free $50. Like that's just literally about to post that. I'm not kidding. Right before we hopped on, I I screenshotted the promo. Yeah. I tweeted it out yesterday. It's just, I was like, this is just a no brainer. And I mean, if you're not like a big better, don't then just start betting $50, you know, like on everything. Like if you don't gamble ever, like just Mm -hmm. be like smart with what you're doing. Maybe like just take the money and bet on a team that you think is going to win the title or something. Cause like you're going to get absolutely hosed. Like if you try to bet these games, like, 100 percent there's there's so many games like what's your strategy when you do this like are you looking to bet every game (laughs) like you trying to find like what your edges are like they they even get player props for college out now so i love the player props yeah Uh, so i'm excited to see some stuff for college with that what'd you say I'm excited to see how you tackle it with like college stuff because that they're not, those lines aren't always available, but they they do make them available for the tournament. Mm-hmm. So I know they're not available in every state. Um, yeah, definitely New Jersey. They're around. I don't think New York though. No, um, I think um, like Illinois, they got them. I think Colorado has them. Um, some of like I think like the OG gambling states have them. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so I definitely, um, well, I want to shout out my boy, Oscar Sheebway. I don't know him, but I feel like I do. I bet his lines way too often. He, he's one of the big reasons why I like Kentucky because Kentucky's not a too top heavy team. They don't have like a bunch of these all-stars. I mean, they have five-star recruits every year, but they're a very balanced team. And he leads the country in rebounding at over 15 boards a game. Crazy. Yeah, so I always look at his line, and he seems to do well in big games. Besides, you know, last game. I don't know if you watched the last Kentucky game, but he fouled out with like three minutes left. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> I was, not ideal. So I, so I guess one of the questions I have for you, you know, the like in the beginning of the season, we see a lot of non-conference tournament games, and you know, then all of a sudden, like you just only play within your conference. How do you like? like kind of this kind of goes back to Gonzaga a little bit but like how do you decide like how do you determine whether this conference is like quote unquote good this year 
or like, you know, like when you're trying to fill out a bracket, like, is there a conference right now that you're looking at and you're saying, I think that this conference is really good and the teams coming out of it are probably like a little bit underrated or like, you know, cause it's like, if you see, I'm trying to look at a matchup, but like, if you have uh, like, even like Alabama versus Rutgers or Notre Dame, right? So you're looking at teams from like major conferences, but they, they don't play each other. Like it's a, it's kind of a weird matchup. Like, how do you decide? Cause like one team is really better than the other, you know, it's kind of tough to compare. It's very tough to compare. I was actually, um, we have one tonight in Wyoming and Indiana. Okay. Um, it's a good example, but it's, it's very hard to judge. They've literally never played each other before. And, yeah. Um, Wyoming's obviously in a smaller conference and Indiana has been playing really well against, you know, some tough schools, but you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, IU has been hitting the over. They play a very fast paced game. Um, but Wyoming might slow them down and just totally switch it up on them. You just never really know what's going to happen in these games. And it's very hard, um, to judge in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I do tend to go to the bigger schools. Like if it's kind of a toss up, I definitely lean towards the bigger schools. Unfortunately, I know everybody loves. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) I would love to see Wyoming win tonight, but, um, they're just not used to those types of games as no, it's a totally different type of pressure. And I I don't know. I like, I, I tend to lean with you, you know, it's like you see these teams and you know, all things being equal, they're getting nationally televised games. Like they have like the pedigree, they have the, you know, they have the system. I think it makes it a lot harder to take them on. So, um, coaches too. Um, they've been there before. They know how to handle certain situations. No, hundred percent. So I guess from like a big picture perspective on the tournament, are there any teams that you're like, you know, looking to open a position on, or maybe that you already did open a position on based on either the way the bracket came out or, you know, you, you still think that they're being undervalued by the market. Um, I know you mentioned uh, like you like some of the two seeds. So I don't know if there's like a team that you like maybe to win the whole, win the whole tournament. That's kind of getting some good odds. Um, I know like right now, just to rattle off the top, just from DraftKings, just for ease. But, you know, Gonzaga's three to one, Arizona's six and a half to one, Kentucky's eight to one, Kansas eight and a half to one, Baylor 12 to one, Auburn 12 to one, Villanova 14 to one, Tennessee 16 to one, and Duke 16 to one. Like, I don't know if there's a team there, if maybe you think you want to go a little bit further down, like those odds, um, you know, just in terms of like something that you think, you know, could win. Um, and I, and I get that that's, it's, it's hard to pick a winner with the way that these tournaments are. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, if I had to choose one from that list that you just said, um, well, disclaimer, I haven't looked as much as I would like to yet. Fair, but you know, but if I had to choose, uh, from that list based off the odds, I would lean towards Kansas or Duke just because their odds are, um, looks like better than a lot of the other teams. Those yeah. other top teams like Baylor, super inconsistent. Um, I don't know if they're healthy yet. I don't know if they have their scorer back. I forget his name. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent certain either. Um, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying though, because it's like you want to find a team that has a high floor, um, yes. because just the, by the nature of this, like your first, if you're if you're one of the better teams, like your first real test probably isn't coming until next week. 
Um, you, you know, you really, you're expected to get through the round of 32 and get into the second weekend. So, you know, you're kind of looking at it from that perspective and you want to have that floor just to get yourself there. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of games you have to win in a row. And, you know, if, if it doesn't break well for other teams then like you just at least put yourself in a good position to kind of move forward. Um, so, you know, I, like I was looking at that, like, I know that, um, I was talking to uh, one of our other buddies. Uh, he was on the other day, uh, Dominic DeLeo. I know uh, he implored me to take uh, Villanova at 25 to one. Uh, that was at the win. And then I also have an Iowa bet to make the final four um, at 10 to one, which is just preposterous. Cause now I think it's like three to one um, at this point, but I, you know, it, it's, it's tough because you just don't really, you're betting on kids. And that's, I think one of the things that exactly. I like because they're just, it's so inconsistent. You see like these weird free throws happening. Like they don't dribble out the clock at the end of the game. Like it's, it's bizarre. So, um, and like the fouling actually works. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah the fouling works because they don't make the free throws <laughs> i know it's crazy and like i said before i've been there i was one of those players for a little bit and you just never know it's not like you could look at all these stats and all this game tape and you're gonna know exactly what they're gonna do kind of like the nba no it's so different yeah so but with that let's uh let's pivot on to the nba let's talk about people that are actually somewhat consistent um <laughs> So I know, I know you're always like firing out player props. Um, you rip them in the morning. A lot of times I see, and then like sometimes throughout the day, um, I haven't, I haven't taken the opportunity to tail your all day parlay yet, but I think I might need to, uh, coming soon. But, um, what's your, I guess my question is like, what's your process? Like what, what tools do you actually like to use to like do your research? Because, um, I've like heard, like when I talk to people that everybody uses different stuff, like some of the stuff's always the same, like stat music, it seems to always pop up. It's free. It's available, but like, uh, and like basketball reference, but like, what else do you use to kind of make your decisions here? Man, you're going to make everybody just steal all my, my process. No, I'm just ah, dude, make- they can't do it that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so it's very cliche, but I literally look at everything. Yeah. Every single angle, I look, I look at every single thing. And if, if like 90% of it makes sense, I'm going to rip it. Yeah. Um, so I do look at stat muse. I do look at recent games. I do look at injuries. Um, I do look at matchups. I do look at how they, they played at the, um, like the game before against the same team. True. I look at it all, man. And if 90% to a hundred percent of it makes sense, that's when I pull the trigger. No, and, definitely. Um, I always, I also look at the, um, the narrative of things. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I think sports psychology is like very important. It's very underrated. People don't look at it nearly enough because you could have, you know, somebody like, I don't know, um, Devin Booker, who's usually pretty consistent, but um, if he gets, very passive one game or you know he's very passive against a bad team that's all that's very important volume is very important if if guys don't have the motivation to play how you want them to play and they're usually consistent uh you'll you'll be screwed and it's something that's very overlooked yeah look at james harden at like the end of his time in brooklyn just didn't think besides go to the strip club like if i could have bet on that like we'd be millionaires but absolutely no, uh, definitely. It, and I'm 
I don't want to bash James Harden. I am a Nets fan, so I'm I biased. Harden, but he's good. The Nets took that man's soul in the their past game, and yeah, I got burned for it. I didn't look at how he would come out. I don't know if you saw, but he was partying with little baby after getting blown out by like Crazy. thirty. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of like I don't hold that against him like too much because like I feel like that's no. one of those things. It's like. Yeah, like whatever. Like you don't go out after that day work, but no, I'm not uh, but it's still like him. funny though. But like his mentality is just so like I don't like whatever. Like that's the way it seems. Like uh, and apparently from what they were saying at practice is that like Kyrie was just locking down Harden in practice <laughs> like all the time. So which is weird, but yeah, apparently, yeah. And yeah, I'm not judging him for going out, but it's a telltale that he literally just didn't care. No. You know no. what I mean? It so, doesn't affect him at all. At all. And we saw that in the Magic game, the, yeah. the next game, and he was pretty lethargic and just seemed like he didn't care still. No, and, you're, you're 100% right. Um, and like, I know the other day, like, you know, we both were on Curry on his birthday, but uh, it's kind of cool that, there's certain narratives like that that are like easy to find. Um, but then there's other ones, like you're saying, it's like, this is how this guy's like behaving lately. And, yeah. you know, if you actually pay attention to like news or, you know, like whatever's going on in Twitter, you're like, Oh yeah. Like this, this is a thing, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. like That's I know right. Aiden the other day said something about his rebounds. He was like, I gotta be a better rebounder. And then he mm-hmm. just rattled off like 15 the next game. So it's like, sometimes you don't want to take like that too much to heart, but then other times it's like, apparently like it, it does matter. Like it comes out of nowhere. It like changes the whole game. So um, that's had definitely a good one the other day too with uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah. Yeah. The Kennard, uh, the Kennard one. Yeah. Cause that he wasn't shooting enough. And then, yeah. And then that looked bad when it started. It's <laughs> like, Oh man, I am wrong. <laughs> Especially cause he's second string. So he didn't come in until, you know, like five minutes left in the third. After yeah, nothing in the first half. So yeah, I was getting nervous. I was sweating a bit. I was like, "Damn!" Like of all the fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good call, man. Thanks, That's dude. A good call. But yeah, like one of the things I like to look at too, um, you know, because like I look at I look I use props.cash a lot, um, mm-hmm. just for their you know their researchability. Um, it, it, like I do think that it's really it makes it so much easier. I one of the things that I wish that we had i wish there was like a tool to track like where somebody's line was like a chart that was like this is where their prop line has this is how their prop line has moved throughout the season on like a game game basis because i'm like i'm i'm curious to know like how the books are adjusting on like what exactly like on what their line is or whatever um but one of the things that i you know i i've thought about is like sometimes you see these lines and they're like super inflated and then you're like, this guy hasn't cleared it in, you know, like any, like any of his last 10 games at that point, like, does the line scare you sometimes where you're just like, this is just too high. Or a lot of times is that like uh, like an indicator? Like, I think that this like almost sometimes has to go over because like, it's like, why are you setting this line so high? He's never hit it, but like, there's, there's a reason you did this, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. So much to say about that. First of all, the line is all psychology. Uh, It's all the books trying to play with your mind, trying to make you bet one way or the other. Um, When in reality, they don't really, 
the books are amazing, but they don't know exactly how much he's going to score. No, you know? they have projections. They, they try to mess with your mind. And, um, like, for example, the other day, I had Jackson Hayes, I think, over 10 and a half points or 11 and a half points. Yeah. And if you go to his recent stats, like, he didn't hit that in the past, like, five or Ever. six games. <laughs> Say seasons. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the reason was because uh, McCollum and Ingram were out. Yeah. And when they were out, he had good showings, you know. So yeah. there's um, things like that that the books – I give the books credit because they do account for some stuff like that. And I think they're adapting and getting much better. Better, yeah. Time. And I, I've heard recently that they look at some of the big Twitter accounts and depending on how they post things, they're like, oh, shoot, we should change it this yeah, way. Yeah, like, oh, we're about to get hosed. <laughs> no, absolutely. But um, all that to say, they do try to play mind games, but I don't fall for it at all. I just no. go off what I think. Um, if it's too low, it's too low. If it's too high, it's too high for me. Yeah, I don't think like oh they're trying to screw me. Oh they're trying to make me bet this or that. Uh, if it makes sense based on the stats, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, because I mean like the thing is with the especially with the prop market, you know it's easy to get limited. Um, they're not they're not taking on bets like they do on like sides where you know people are coming in dropping like a hundred thousand dollars. Like if you tried to drop a hundred thousand dollars on Luke Kennard. They are going to ban your ass so fast. It's unbelievable. <laughs> They're like, oh, that must be Luke Kennard's cousin. Just it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, no, um, but, but what I've understood, like, or part of what I've understood is that, like, they, you know, like they set these lines in a way that they can try to at least, like, balance their book. You know, like they, you know, they want it to be, like, relatively even. So, you know, like a lot of times you're right. It's like when one of your favorite cappers does put out a pick, it's not that it's not, it's like partially that they're looking at their Twitter, but it's also, you know, cause that's, that's a hundred percent a thing. Like I've, I've got that, I've confirmed that like that, that is a hundred percent a thing, but it's also that their algorithms, you know, like if everybody's like, if you're on Twitter, if you fire out a pick, if I put a pick out, if I put in the action app, like, you know, if somebody else puts it out, there see people that like people see that if they have maybe they have your twitter notification on or your action app notifications on whatever and they just go and hammer it and then all of a sudden the books like algorithms are like yo what is going on here like we were just getting like so much liability on a random prop yeah exactly so um i know i know like there's different ways that you can kind of combat that by like then line shopping it onto different books whatever but it you know, it, you can lose a lot of value when a line moves from, you know, like minus 110 to minus 120, minus 130. And like, I'm a math guy. I'm a numbers guy. I know that it all comes down to implied probability and what the odds are. To what extent do you take like what the listed odds are into account for like what you're betting, you know? So like, let's say like, like if something opens at minus 110, you know, you might say, and it's like, let's say it's, I don't know, like, let's say it's Jay Crowder, like over five and a half rebounds, right? And it opens at minus 110. If it moved by the time you went to bet it, or like if somebody else went to bet it to like minus 150, are you still recommending that bet? Because you feel like it's going to hit regardless of the odds? Or is it kind of something where you're like, that's not really worth the juice here? Like, is there a line that you generally have with your juice where you're like, I don't want to play that. Like, that's just too high. 
Yeah, uh, I, it's always too high at 150 <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just not worth it at that point because um, it's not a guarantee. Nothing's a lock. And chances you're, – you're spending a lot more money for that line. Yeah. And the way I bet, it would really burn me because I bet to win a unit. Okay. Um, yeah. So at that point, say my unit size hundred dollars, I'm betting one fifty to win a hundred. At that point, it's not worth the value. No, that's fair. And that's why it's super important to get on the lines right away too. Like you said before, I throw out picks late at night. You know, after the the ten o'clock games, and I start looking at lines because they're fresh. And yeah. They're not, they're not filtered or factored in with uh, everybody betting them yet. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of value to look at late night lines. Dude, Even, I was right. firing off bets at 2.30 in the morning yesterday. Like, because I just oh, like I wasn't yeah. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, there's some value here. And I think this line's gonna move. You know, yeah. there's there's nothing worse. I'm not gonna lie, because like you since you since all your stuff's really just on Twitter, so you can just like fire it off there. Um right. I like I'll write an article and like I'll write it the night before, like record a video. The fucking line moves so much. And I'm like, and like, can you like fix this? And I'm like, it's not even a good bet anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely feel that, bro. It it would be tough to do an article, especially with how these lines are moving. Yeah, it's funny because like I don't want to steal, like, you know, like I feel like people are like, oh, like people are like stealing picks, whatever. Like, I feel like that's like a thing, like a common thing that like is talked about. Um, I think like part of it is like a lot of people, like if you're sharp. the the majority of people are going to be on the same lines like for like certain props you know but then it's always funny just because it's like you you just it's like it's so different to just like say like oh yeah i'm just taking this like versus like uh it's like oh like i have to like write something to go along with it um so but like you've been doing a pretty good job of like on twitter i think of like putting out like what this underlying stats are what the underlying metrics are and i think that like really helps to build your brand like build your you know your personality like you know build your following just because it's like people understand why you know so i think it's you know i think it's awesome i think you're doing a really good job and like you've your twitter following's kind of grown exponentially too so doing a good doing some good work over there dude don't get me wrong that saves me too (laughs) yeah Yeah, like if if a bet doesn't hit I'll at least be like, all right, well, it made sense. No, yeah, and, and that's that's so true. That's so true. So, um, who's uh, who's your who's your MVP that you're looking for in the NBA? What do you think? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, dude, it's that's easy. It's Jokic. Let's and go. Let's go. Jokic, but I'll tell you what. I don't know if I'll get it. I don't know either. The NBA does not like giving it to the same people. No, and the it, thing that's crazy is like. They didn't want to give it to him last year. And I think he's, he's been better this year. Yeah. And, like, if he hadn't won last year, I think this is, like, a no-brainer. Because I felt that Embiid should have won last year. And then he got hurt, mm-hmm. I think. And then now this year, I'm like, it should be Jokic. Like, it should be, like, you know. and uh, it, it should be. If, if they gave it to the same people every year, LeBron would have won. Every how year. How many years in a row? Yeah, Almost like, he should year. have so many more, honestly. But if you actually look at the stats, you know, compare him to Joel. Um, it's like not really Jokic close. Wins in, wins in every kind of advanced category. Yeah. Um, like in B's putting up more game, points. Yeah. yeah. But Besides points per game, uh, Jokic is better in almost every way. 
Yeah, like I, I've explained this to to people. Like I feel like Embiid is like your casual uh, like MVP because he's like violent. He's so like he's he's got that like charisma. Uh, you know, he's got that like in your started on Embiid, man. You know, I like I think he's awesome, and I think that's the thing. It's like you don't have to pull away from Embiid to say that Jokic is like the MVP, but at the same time, I feel like that's what's going on, and it's like a really weird dynamic but um I, I agree with you i think that Jokic is the mvp and then my last nba question for you you know before we you know we kind of head out of here do you have a futures or is there a team that you're rooting for based on a future that you already have or are you trying to still figure out like where you want to go with who's going to win the title yeah so well i have a future on the nets okay fair I'm a Nets fan i'm biased whatever but the I think they they do hold up this year just because I think they actually got better with the trade. I do um, too. The Philly. I think they were too top heavy before. You know, only one ball uh one guy could score the ball. One and ball. They had three guys that <laughs> they had three guys that that wanted to do it. So now that they have Ben Simmons who doesn't need a score. We um, know that. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyrie, uh hopefully we'll get the vaccine figured out. Um, well, not the vaccine. Hopefully the, the rule gets changed. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. At this point, it's like asinine what they're doing. So yeah, it's unbelievable. He was literally sitting in courtside. Yeah. They did find him for going into the locker room at some, they, they did come down with that. I think yesterday, but still like it's, it's because you just showed him up. They said, you guys are idiots (laughs) and it's, I don't know. It's, um, it's just dumb. The whole thing's just dumb. Yeah. If he's allowed to sit in the first row, just let him let the man play. Yeah. No, I I think the Nets are really good. Um, I like I'm still like kind of team Bucks, but I don't know. I feel like they just haven't like turned it on. Like they turned it on a little bit uh, two nights ago, I guess, against the Utah Jazz uh, in that in that win. But like they just like I feel like they're just screwing around (laughs) like until until the until the playoffs and like the honestly the nets are in a similar boat like they're kind of like like they're like they're almost like toying with who they play with but like their offense is crazy the offense crazy, is crazy man and kd is freak so freak. and well i think they you know based off the trade and adding dragic i think dragic helps it that was a good ad yeah that was a good ad it was a very good ad yeah, and I think they actually are getting pretty serious in the the past couple of games. You could tell, like, all right, we need to win now. Yeah, like they don't want to be in like the play in play in. Like they don't want to be in like the nine ten seed. Like they want to be at least like in the we get two bites of the apple type of deal. Right. So um, I always, I also always look at how uh, the series went last year with the yeah. Bucks in the playoffs. The Nets literally had KD. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and they arguably should have won if he could not have a size 15 foot um no i know it, it was that was an awesome series it just it, it's gonna be really good it's gonna be really close it's gonna be, I think. It's gonna be good so um you know lord penguin let us know what, what was your socials again hit everybody with that real quick before we let you go sure yeah just just on twitter right now underscore underscore lord penguin all right, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, well, it's nice to talk process, nice to talk props, nice to talk a little college basketball for a change. And uh, hopefully these picks hit and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get you, we'll kind of get you back on maybe moving forward. So uh, if not, and then we'll see it, we'll obviously see you on the Twitter machine. So uh, it was a pleasure having you, man. Thanks for joining me. 
and uh you know we'll 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 see you next time all right appreciate you brother thank you thanks dude we have luckily we have a live studio audience here and we are going to be taking a pods and recs from our live studio audience so i'd like to introduce my uh my 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 one of my best friends he's my roommate here we live together we just absolutely housed some was it colombian food we just uh, absolutely yeah. portuguese just yeah. it was just trays just trays of food it was fantastic but um you know i would like to introduce taylor cop he is a menace on twitter but taylor do you have any recommendations for the group here uh recommendations in what regard joe just just it's pods and recs so like anything that you would like to recommend for the listeners um use a condom Okay. Well, you know, I guess that, I guess that isn't the worst advice because, you know, I I think that a lot of people in this day and age, they don't wear enough protection. We are seeing this, people are taking off their masks. It's, it's a revolution. So, you know, if you were going to, you know, take your mask off, but make sure to glove up on the bottom, you know, keep, keep, keep your protection on somewhere. It's not on one head, it's on the other. So with that, my recommendation here is just order like just order thing order something online you know um it's it's honestly like it's kind of incredible like i i never really i wasn't i've never been like a huge online shopper but i've i've started to become one a little bit more lately and it's it's just i don't know it's kind of nice you know like you come home you get a package and you're like wow I wonder what's in here but you already know what's in there and it's exactly what you want because you ordered it like it's like, you know, you used to get excited about getting a letter in the mail or, you know, you get your zoo books in the mail when you were a kid. Now, just just order something for yourself, you know, whether it's a shirt, whether it's something from like from China, you know, now like that might take forever to get. But it's it's just like a surprise. You get a notice like you, you either get the package on your mail. If you got a box, you know, if you got a you got a locker at like wherever you live. Uh, I got one of those. They send me the email. They say, oh, you got a package. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what it is. But I already know. And it's something fantastic because I picked it out for myself. So with that in mind, you know, stay protected. Order something in the mail. Those are your pods and recs. You know, we're going to we're going to get after it. We're going to have a good time with the NCAA tournament. We're going to bet on college kids, I guess. Uh, they are literally so inconsistent. And I hope that there are college kids listening to these recommendations because they definitely need to consider protecting themselves. Um, so with that in mind, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Joe Delera. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up, you know, at the Cash That Podcast on Instagram, whatever it is. And let's cash that.